So modern ERG for me after this 20 years experience I like to say something our future is to match the nature and what is matching the nature is only living one day when should they come to a fertility specialist rather than a gynecologist so during the miscarriage journey if they are trapping in the infertility if their age is more than 35 right and if the threshold of recurrent miscarriage is more than 3 or more than 4 they need to uh, meet the expert fertility expert those who are basically running a recurrent pregnancy loss clinics right where do you see the future of ivf and advanced treatments and yes with the advanced development of this genetic testing and genetic uh, all the disease which is prevalent in the populations we want to create a more healthy baby in a shorter time period this is called modern ivf Hello and welcome to Fertility Tales powered by Nova IVF, the podcast where we unravel the complexities and miracles of assisted reproductive technology and share real stories from the journey to parenthood. I'm your host Simrat and today we have the privilege of being joined by Dr. Jayesh Amin, a luminary in the field of fertility with over 20 years of dedication to IVF, resulting in 20,000 lives brought into this world. Dr. Jayesh is not only known for his clinical excellence, but also his pioneering work in pre-implantation genetic testing also known as PGT and endometrial receptivity array or ERA with over 5000 patients having benefited from these advanced genetic treatments dr jayesh it's a pleasure to have you with us let's dive right in uh from a obg specialist to a fertility expert that's quite a transition how did you come about doing that basically i'm from gujarat Uh, passed out my MD OBGY in 2002-2003, and uh, I think so. The first IVF center which was started in Punjab was around 1999. Mm-hmm. And as you know that from 1978 to 90s, there is a huge transition to start a IVF center across the India. That Gujarat is having 1999. So when I I I entered in the OBGY. My my first three is to basically do laparoscopy in the male OBGYN specialists. Most of the surgery at that time, which is uh, fertility enhancing surgery, so gynec surgeries are very less, but most are fertility enhancing surgery. Mm. And when I perform the surgery, ultimately surgery is not the outcome. Outcome is baby. and looking to all this together i think so i'm doing only surgery i don't know what is happening to the patients let's let's jump it out in the fertility and i think so this is the era where fertility science is still emerging in the whole western world western part of the india to complete my passion on the fertility enhancing surgery as well as giving birth to the hope to the very needy people right i decided to go inside the uh, the fertilities as a work as a fertility specialist that is what my uh, journey from obgy to fertility specialist in 2003 2004 that's really interesting doctor from a need gap to also see your patients uh, deliver that to bring that joy into someone's life Uh, doctor you have now joined forces uh, from wings with nova ivf uh, what were your considerations when you made this decision see 
let me tell you something. When we are joined hand, even in the marriage, we are looking for because anything partnership or anything joining is just like a marriage. And I think so when you are joining, first most important part, your DNA is matching or not. And my DNA is basically uh, to giving a pregnancy with specifically owning pregnancy or maybe own gamete pregnancy as well. And when, when I'm looking across the India, <clears throat> the bigger change, those who are working mm-hmm. in the same fertility as a fertility expert in a different part of the India, then I think the NOVA, which was the same DNA what, what I am carrying, that is the that is the main thought process that I can at least pursue my 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 all the thought process with the help of because Nova is having a lot of other uh, management uh, forces. The management is there. The other part which is required to uh, spread the your science in the distance area of the India, and then I feel that my DNA is there. That's why I joined with the Nova. That is the basic thing that as a own gamut. Pregnancy expert, I joined Nova. Um, Nova is known for their prominency of uh, self cycle, yes. and I think fundamentally your uh, thinking did align, and that's why it was really important. Uh, doctor, you are known to uh, work with modern techniques in IVF. Can you tell us tell us a little bit about the difference between the traditional methods and the modern techniques? Yeah, I feel always that when science. When science is started, mm-hmm. we can say something when first IVF born Louis Brown. Mm-hmm. Then at that time, Louis Brown, when she took a treatment of IVF, she also counseled by a certain doctor that I am doing the experimental treatment. So always science will start with the experiment. But then we can say at the evolutions of the treatment, evolution of the technology and everything. Every 10 or 15 years, the treatment becomes different. Mm. And the look to treat the patient should be something different. You have to keep evolving. Yes. And that is what I'm saying. 1990s is just uh, the spreading the lot of science inside the India. That is what I consider 1990s, where a lot of injections and a lot of other evolution in the immediate treatment was occurred. But then 2010 is the revolutions in the success rate. Where I can say the day five FDO transfers and these all strategies which was involved. And after 2014, the advanced technique, the genetic screening, and everything which was involved. So, what is my solution? This day by day, once the treatment has become a streamlined, it was accepted by the doctor as well as the community. Now, the point is that what is today's community want? And that is called the concept of modern yet. Today's community, those who are seeking for fertility treatment, the main aim is to reduce time to get pregnancy. Mm. They want to reduce time to get pregnancy because they already married late. They already planning for pregnancy. They are entering in the certain age of around more than 34. And now you are go by the conventional treatment. It will take more time, more unnecessary wasting of the uh, the treatments and money on this. Time and resources. Exactly. So looking to that, I think so modern ERT is trying to re- uh, reduce pregnancy interval to getting a one healthy baby. That is one thing. And second is to reduce the risk factors. Nobody is interested in any physical, more physical involvement and uh, physical, psychological involvement. 
So ultimately, you should decide to select the selection technique more good than at the end of the day, your time to get pregnancy intervallably reduced. And that is why I believe in modern ERT. We are much more focusing on uh, the advanced treatment like the embryo transfer, like freeze hmm. strategy or freeze more strategy. The embryo selection technique, which is giving more sensitivity like genetic screening hmm. and maybe a single embryo transfer going on. That's interesting, doctor. All of these parameters to be able to, uh, if you keep in mind, I think you help the patient to be uh, pregnant in a better way and in a successful, which leads to a successful pregnancy. Doctor, what are the types of genetic testings available in India? See, the broad terminology, which is called PGT, pre-genetic testing. So pre-genetic testing includes the number of chromosome that is called PGTA. Is it 46 or 47 or 45? Normal is 46. Now, another thing it is called PGTSR. That means there is a structural rearrangement of the certain part of the chromosomes. So, where PGTA will not help. Third part is PGTM. That means there are some monogenetic disease. Maybe sickle cell anemia, maybe thalassemia, which is very known. So where we can find out the monogenetic disease. So both, this, both all these three tests are different. And all the facilities available in India. Okay. So are these all three tests done on the single embryo? Or do you suggest these tests to be conducted uh, with predisposed conditions for the couple? So uh, we already discussed those patients are the TG group of the, the irican implantation failures and less than male infertility and miscarriages and all these things. They require PGTA only. See, PGTA is a broad, it is required in all embryo. But if the patient is having a typical uh, a husband and wife, maternal and paternal chromosome source translocations, then yes, they require PGTSR. And if the mother and father both are suffering from any monogenetic disease, I'm giving an example that mother is suffering from. Uh, uh, thalassemia minor and father is also suffering from thalassemia minor then there are 25% chances that they will be mm. major. So to prevent that then they require PGTM. Doctor, who do you advise PGTM for? What kind of patients do you suggest this? It's a good question then. I think so first I would like to tell you that that uh, the PGTM M for monogenetic disease it is a single gene disorders. Now, I, we say disease, that means it's a diseased baby. Now, if you say this diseased baby, where it produced from a mother and father, right? So, that mother and father is not diseased. They are carrying the same gene, but they are not diseased. But when they marry together and their gametes to form the embryo, now... There are possibilities if they form. Suppose one sperm is entered in the morning. In IVF, you know that we are entering uh, 15 sperm in 15A and we are forming the 7 embryo. Then out of this 7 embryo, that all embryo, all babies doesn't carry the disease. But might be possible there are, there are examples, there are some disease which are having a predisposing of 25%, some mm -hmm. diseases are 50%. So now we don't know if it is 25% out of 5, you can understand now 2 embryos out of 7, 2 embryos are diseased. If you are having a 10 embryos, if 50% predisposition is there, then 5 embryos are diseased. 
right? But as you know that, look, I'm giving one example that if mother is thalassemia and father is thalassemia and they are thalassemia minor, so they are not deceased, they are carrying a gene, they are carriers, so they are living a normal life, right? And they are having slight low level of hemoglobin inside the body, nothing else. But mm. they are living a normal life up to whatever the 80, 100 years. But when they are married to thalassemia minor people, now it is accident again, mm-hmm. right? That they are married, when they produce a baby, then if they produce a baby by, by IVF treatment or natural treatment, in thalassemia, there are 25% chances that they produce a diseased baby. And what you mean by disease, it is called thalassemia major. Mm. And what happened to that babies? And that babies after, after born, they required more and more every 21 days blood transfusion. And the life will end around 21 years maximum, sometimes 16 years, 21. They, will, they, they died before that. So now you understand accidental thalassemia minor and giving one one disease, there are 18 diseases, accidental thalassemia minor people married and they are producing disease baby naturally Mm. also. Now some couple produce more and more natural disease baby. Now they are seeking for ART, help of IVF. They want a healthy baby. So what we can do after making a baby is after making the embryos, out of 10 embryos, suppose the the, the the three embryos are abnormal. How we can detect that which embryos is thalassemia major, which is deceased, which embryos is thalassemia free. So for that, what we are doing after making a day five embryo, we are taking a biopsy of the embryo and then we will send the biopsy material, the genetic material to the genetic specialist. And this genetic specialist will find out that this baby is thalassemia major, that means deceased baby. So you can just segregate and not transfer that baby. Okay. And you can transfer only thalassemia minor. Thalassemia minor, his father and mother are minor. So they are also like, they don't have any problem. Mm. Or you can transfer a thalassemia free baby. Okay. As far as concerned, the Indian government rule, you cannot disclose thalassemia free, but you can only disclose that this is the deceased baby that we can't transfer. So let me tell you the PGTM is a most important part to reduce the predisposition of a genetically diseased, disabled baby in the community. That it is, is only important. one disease I am telling thalassemia, but there are a lot of diseases. It may be a Duchenne muscular dystrophy syndrome, which is having a paralysis, progressive paralysis of the lower limbs. Then it involves the bladder and then it involves all the muscular system. And ultimately, the male child will die before uh, 2021. You know. So, yeah. giving thalassemia, then this is due to muscular dystrophy. There are sickle cell anemia, right? So, there are a lot of 18 disease which is more common in the Indian populations. Now, when the couple married, that exposes the married, embryo. Mm. Same, but how can you come to know that this couple now they required IVF and they come to your center? So there is a test nowadays in, uh, in outside of India, and especially in NOAA veins and NOAA, we are suggesting this is called expanded carrier screen. Okay. So you can take your blood of mother and father and we can find out before to do IVF, are they are suffering from a same genetic disease or not? They are carrier of certain disease or not? 
and this is called prevention of spreading of genetic disease by a technique which is called PGTM that means separating the diseased baby mm. and transferring a normal baby and creating a healthy population going forward. That's so fascinating that with the blessings of science you're able to tell whether the embryo is viable or not to avoid a life full of complications. That's very interesting, doctor. Um, who do you suggest PGTSR to? Now, this is again a third type that what we discussed that from PGTA number, then PGTM, the monogenetic disease, we are basically related to PGTSR. It's only 5% of the population those who are seeking for the, the, the support. Now, how can you select? Means the patient, those who are having a repeated, repeated miscarriages. So they will come with the complaint that Dr. Jesh, we are having a repeated miscarriage more than four and more. These are the targeted group that you need to do a certain genetic screen. And where you find out that both couple, if you have a, a miscarriage product of conception, they are showing translocation sometimes. That means changing the one arm of the chromosome to the other. Right? It is called translocation. Right? And when you do the parental karyotyping, then you, you find out that out of two parents, one parent is having a translocation. But it is balanced. Why I am saying balanced? Because one part of the chromosome which was shifted to the other number of the chromosome and that other number is shifted to the that number. So ultimately the weight of the genetic material remains same. So that's why it is called balanced translocation. But when they are produced baby, when they are produced baby, it goes into the baby, it will form unbalanced translocations. So now they are making a baby by natural According to the number of chromosome translocation, they have a more chance of miscarriage. Suppose a 17 chromosome, they have a, a, a translocation, then they have a chance of 75% of miscarriages. So out of that 10 pregnancy, their 7 pregnancy will have a miscarriage. Right? But then after certain miscarriage, couple always want to, to investigate. And when we investigate, now, these are the patients because they are tired. Now, we cannot say you again try and try and wait for a normal pregnancy. They will say, Dr. Jesh, we are tired psychologically, so, so much depressed. We need a healthy baby. Where whatever the embryo we formed, day 5 embryo formed by the ART technique, again, we can take the biopsy. And then the technique in the genetic lab is to find out the structural rearrangement is different. And by that, we can say, okay, these are the embryos are showing a unbalanced structural rearrangement. So, mm -hmm. these will abort. This will miscarriage. So, don't transfer. And these are the embryos which are called as a balanced translocations or they are normal. And then we can transfer this normal embryo and then we can give a healthy baby. So, it's 5%, but sometimes you never know. Yeah. We come to 15% also. This is what the report in the different populations. Okay. Very interesting, doctor. Doctor, at what point should a couple come to a fertility specialist after having gone through multiple miscarriages? When should they come to a fertility specialist rather than a gynecologist? That's a good question. And a recurrent miscarriage is a very untouched area in India. 
and still it is very under investigated by the gynecologists. I feel whenever it was investigated in a very smaller level and if they are having a still the threshold of the recurrent miscarriage, if it is more than three and more than four. Okay, that's when they should. At that point, they need to. And again, as they are meeting fertility experts, it's not only to prevent miscarriage. Sometimes they trap in the infertility. Okay. So during the miscarriage journey, if they are trapping in the infertility, if their age is more than 35, Right, and if the threshold of recurrent miscarriage is more than three or more than four, they need to uh, meet the expert, fertility expert, those who are basically running uh, recurrent pregnancy loss clinics. Right, doctor. How do people come to know that they are exposed to pregenetic disorders, and what to, what can they do about it? So, pregenetic disorders. That means uh, in a community. Most probably when they are having a lot of miscarriages, four miscarriages, six miscarriages, miscarriages. And they are not investigated. And everything is vanishing. They are not investigated. Or gynecologists suggested my people are not interested or something. Gynecologists not suggested because of there is no facility inside. And sometimes what happens, the community do have an abnormal child. But they are neglecting, okay, it's a one baby, nothing else, right? But right. this is the time, the 21st century is the time to think about it when these genetic testings are available. So I would like to say them something, those who are having a more miscarriages and previous one history of any preterm vaginal delivery, intrauterine death, that means baby expired inside the utero, or they have an abnormal child, these are the group of the people should always go to the People, those who are really specifically working on not mm. only fertility, but they are only working on the genetic disease, then they will get more advice. Doctor, now that you've covered the couple who do not know that they're exposed to gen genetic disorders, what about the people who know that they are exposed to genetic disorders and have a family history of some genetic disorder or the other? What do you suggest to them? How should they go about their fertility journey? So if they are knowing that they are already suffering from genetic disease, they should go to people, those who are having experience. And specifically, I would like to say that, that uh, the centers and the people like working in NOVA ecosystem and at NOVA means in Ahmedabad and a lot of other good centers of the NOVA, though particularly working only for the genetic disease. Where the uh, under the roof of the one center, they will be investigated that which type of genetic disease, right? It is called pre-genetic workup. And then what type of genetic test they require. And I would like to say to all these people who are seeking for the support in the 21st century, I think so, with the help of a good genetic lab and a good IVF center like us. With the more than, I think so, more than seven, eight years experience of the, the finding out the genetic disease baby, we can give them an absolutely healthy baby by ART techniques and the genetic lab diagnosis. That's wonderful to know, doctor. Doctor, uh, people who face genetic challenges with their children, do you think IVF is the recommended path than natural conception? So your question is like that. Sort of. Ke, especially like people who have uh, genetic disorders. Do they just want to IVF? Karna hai. 
See, the people are suffering from genetic disease. Now they know that they are suffering from genetic disease, but they are young. They are in 25, 30s and they are getting pregnancy very faster. So they have an option and they are still not tired of, of the miscarriage, the termination of the pregnancy. And they are scared about IVF. They don't want to do IVF. Even family is also saying that, okay, you are getting natural pregnancy. Then do it. So these are the condition young patients, they are scared about IVF and they are asking me, Dr. Jayesh, kya mujhe natural uh, normal then I will neutrally see that it's all about depending on the which genetic disease you are suffering. According to that, the 25 to 75% the genetic specialists will explain you that what is the predispositions will be required. Then, then, then I will say that if conceive normal. 75 is normal. So ultimately, out, out of 10, 7 baby will be normal. So in that predisposition, I will say you can plan. You are younger, you are getting pregnancy faster and you don't want IVF, then yes, you can go by natural pregnancy. But I will request them that whenever you got 3-month pregnancy, 12-week pregnancy, you should do a test which is called, called uh, indirect blood test also and you should also go by the, the biopsy of the placenta. Okay. The sampling, very technical word, yeah. biopsy of the placenta. So by then she come to know. My baby is genetically diseased. Then according to the medical termination act, she can terminate the pregnancy. But the patients, those who are now married late, mm. they are more than 35, maybe reaching 40, right? And they want to plan. They are entering in the subfertility. So already they don't they don't have a pregnancy. They pregnancy and the patient after repeated miscarriages or repeated abnormal baby, now they are not getting baby. Yes, their cycle is stopped. Right? Or at certain threshold, couple is now scared. I don't want abnormal baby. I don't want this biopsy. I don't want any termination of pregnancy. So these are the couples that we can create a healthy baby and give them faster healthy baby approach by pre-genetic testing or monogenetic disease defining like that. That's interesting, doctor, that people have that uh, ability to understand and the choice that whether they would want to go with the IVF and whether they do go for natural conception, they can test karwa sakte hai at, three, at 12 weeks. Yes. Interesting, doctor, very interesting. Doctor, when a couple has a predisposed genetic condition and if they are looking to start their fertility journey, what are the things or criteria they should keep in mind to find a fertility clinic which will give them a healthy baby without trying too many times or with too many attempts? What are the conditions that they should be looking in a fertility center? The question is like that it's not about uh, selecting IVF clinic. You are saying that now above that. Mm. Yes, we know that there are a lot of IVF clinics. Mm. Now, it's not about the selection of the IVF clinic. Now, you are saying that selection of the very advanced and expert IVF clinic, those who are having experience in genetic disease. Right. So, this is your question. Hmm. And then, my answer is in all this that, that I said more advanced. So, what do you, what do you mean by genetics being more advanced? They, they should have a good advanced instrumentations for genetic screening. Right. What about the laser assisted hatching techniques okay. to get the biopsy of the embryo. Now, who is going to do this biopsy? It is embryologist. So, if embryologist is only, she has, or he or she has done only 10, 15 cases, then the most disadvantage of this biopsy is loss of embryo. 
So she or he should have a more than 100 or more than 500 good biopsies, the experience of the embryologist. Right. And this technology experience, and I am seeing that the consultant who is involved by selecting the cases, he should also have been more than 10 years experience in the same field. The skill of so the embryologist. They, at the end of the day, they are showing that we already treated more than more than 100, 500 or 1000 cases. So these are the things that you can just fill when you consult the whole organizations. Okay. The organization is always ready to explain that, that we are doing these techniques and might be possible they are always playing in the other social part, social media, that they are always uh, known for, known for treating the genetic disease. So I think so. This is one another, one another. You have to select and find out the best genetic uh, fertility specialist, the advanced doctor among the fertility specialists. This is more important. Uh, doctor, looking ahead, where do you see the future of IVF and advanced treatments? So modern ERG for me, after this 20 years experience, I like to say something about future which match the nature. And what is matching the nature is only giving one baby, single baby in every IVF attempt, increasing the success rate highest mm. and reducing the unnecessary transfers, reducing miscarriages because 25% industry is playing with the 25% miscarriages. So we need to reduce this miscarriage around 3%. And yes, with the advanced development of this genetic testing and genetic uh, all the disease which is prevalent in the populations, we want to create a more healthy baby in a shorter time period. This is called modern reality. That's wonderful, doctor. And the advancing of science and technology will definitely, our endeavor will be there. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for joining us today. Your expertise have been pivotal in understanding the complexities of fertility. And also, I think our listeners will be able to understand embarking on their journey, the marvels of science and how to navigate this uh, path. Thank you so much for joining us today, doctor. To our listeners, thank you for tuning into Fertility Tales powered by Nova IVF. We hope you benefited today from today's episode on pre-implantation genetic testing and are able to navigate your journey to parenthood even better. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to the channel. This is your host Simrat signing off. Thank you for tuning in.